Hey friends, I appreciate you tuning into the Deal Farm Podcast, where I hope you feel at least mildly entertained and possibly even inspired to take big action towards improving your life and your business. On this episode of the Deal Farm, Kevin and I talk about AI because, well, everybody's talking about it right now. And we should be because it's going to have a big impact on a lot of industries, including real estate. So stay tuned in and we'll fill you in on how AI is and will be impacting real estate professionals. Kevin, what is shaking my man? Man, it's a wonderful day. It's a Wednesday, halfway through the week. Hump day. Hump day! <laughs> what was it? It was a Mike, 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 for those of you who are listening to this going, what are they talking about? You got to go back about four or five episodes and then you'll see everything. Then you'll, you'll understand. Yeah. I'm in I, the know. Go back about five, six, seven years, maybe longer than that. And watch the Geico commercial with the camel. I even have Geico. I actually use Geico and I didn't even know the commercial. And maybe you just you, know that? you just stopped watching TV for a couple of years, I think is what it was. Still, still sort of on that kick too, actually. Really? Just sports? Oh yeah. I got to watch football. Yeah. yeah. So what are you doing? The, I mean, you just read? Are you just a complete book nerd? I mean, do you watch anything? You don't stream? You don't binge? Come on, man. No, no, I do read. I have a 10 month old and a three year old. That That's pretty much a full-time job. This is true. Every time your B-reel pops up, literally every time your B-reel is always you with a kid. You're like in a bath, you're, it's feeding time. <laughs> like, Running around the yard. Yeah. yeah. Well, and three older kids. So you're trying to fit that in as well, you know, between their jobs and work week and then two little kids. Yeah, that's full time. Like it is, TV. Man. Yeah, I got nothing. I got. I no, remember not- those days, man. The toddler TV. days. It was it was all consuming until they went to bed. So I get the kids in bed. Everyone's down. Yeah, my wife and I we're we're going a hundred miles an hour. Then we got to get the house cleaned up, gotta get everything settled. And then you know they're gonna be up like at 4 a.m. So it's like quick, how quickly can we get unconscious? Drop oh, into man. bed. And these days, instead of TV, I just scroll through Timu. Timu's like I I can I told you, you Timu was gonna change your life, not necessarily yeah. for the better. And, you know, it's like TikTok for consumers, right? I mean, it's just like, oh, 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 here's a hit. Oh, here's a hit. Oh, oh, that's amazing. Oh, I need some yeah. of that. Going back to the the dopamine episodes, Timu is all dope. And they've sort of combined it where it almost feels video game-ish, right? You've just unlocked all these discounts. Yay! It dings and dongs and you get excited. And it's like you feel like you're finding an amazing deal. It's like, oh my gosh, look at this, 43 cents. Look what I found. This is amazing. You're like, how in the world does this business model work? How are you shipping me stuff from China for free? And it only cost me a dollar. I don't understand the economics of that. I'm sure there's some sort of microchip on every single product right there listening. I was looking at something like, hey, here's a smart thermostat for like 18 bucks. I was like, that's good. I was like, I don't want that camera in my house. You don't want to think smart. No, no smart products from China. Lots of stickers, some hats, you know. What have you gotten that that you, I haven't gotten any shipments yet. Oh, I have one. They're on a container somewhere in the Pacific, I guess. What have you gotten that was like great from Timu? Oh, that's a good question. And what have uh, you got that you got? It was like, this is this is pretty great. Man, that's, I don't think, well, it's nothing great. 
Lots of just <laughs> stupid stuff. <laughs> lots of lots of stuff that's already broken. Lots of stuff that was missing components. But some stuff, like some grill, I got a bunch of grill stuff. So like huh, okay. for my Blackstone, I got this really big stainless steel scoop. I've already used that. That was actually good. I've got like a, you know, a smoker box where you put all your uh, your wood chips right. in it. I mean, right. that'll be that'll be good. So yep. there's certain categories of things that make sense. But then I got like a potato slicer. It's like, oh, we're going to make homemade French fries. Yeah. The first use, that sucker just completely fell apart. Nah. And it's so not worth big, returning. It's just like, just throw it away, man. Well, it was what? Probably three bucks or something. Yeah, What's whatever. it been the biggest disappointment? Did you have a, like a biggest disappointment? Oh, this is going to be great. And then it's just like, this is why I just wasted 98 cents. Well, what's funny is the size of stuff. Like you can't tell on the app how big yeah. it is. And you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then it uh, it shows up and it's like the size of your fist. And you thought it was going to be like three feet wide. <laughs> That's happened multiple times. Hey, I will say we did get a solar light. Uh -huh. um, that I put on the barn and it's surprisingly good really like a triple solar light and it's yeah. uh, it's motion activated so it's it's kind of on dim you walk in front of and it's like it puts out some lumens I've actually been pleasantly surprised with my motion activated solar light see who needs Netflix when you got Timu you don't need to stream yeah. anything just get on Timu spycraft give the Chinese government some spycraft there's I mean and it, 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 it that does it for me right well I told At you least I already, it does this week I already did 20. I did the 23 and me uh, so many years ago, like right when it first came out and it's been very interesting and it continues to get better, but I have since learned that I've basically turned my entire DNA over to the Chinese government. So at this <laughs> point I'm like, screw it. I, uh, I'm, I'm dead anyways. There's some sort of Asian kin walking around in China somewhere. You've already been cloned a few times. There's right? a clone of me walking around China. Yeah. Towering over everybody. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the tallest Chinese men I've seen. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> So what are you streaming these days? You got anything you watch? You know what we just started watching with the kids? Yeah, I'm always watching something, like especially in the morning when I work out. I usually that helps me get through my workouts is to be binging something. Um, but the kids, we just went back and we started Arrested Development. Oh, oh my so gosh, good. it's oh, so good! It's, it's so still good. so good. It still holds up, man. And they uh -huh. they think it's hilarious. And it just layers and layers of inside jokes. Like you can't come in five episodes in. Right. Like you, you've already missed so much. Well, and that's the like with one of the kids can't be there. We're like, we're not watching it because because I know this. Like we all have to be there to watch this because right. you're gonna get you're gonna miss something. And for the next six seasons, you're gonna miss out on that inside joke. So we we gotta all be paying attention. All right. So in staff meetings, I'm gonna start out with like, hey brother. <laughs> hey, yeah. brother. We haven't gotten there yet. We're we're still that's, in season. I'm one. giving that one away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. You know, speaking of Timu, I, one of the things that's crazy about it is how stinking smart it is. Oh, no kidding. Well, it, it thinks that I'm a middle-aged uh, housewife. Uh, I will say that. I mean, it, it, I know what you're, you're, you're moving towards. Like, it's intelligent yeah. the way it starts. Right. But it does think I'm a middle -aged. It's amazing the stuff that it advertises to me now. It, it, well, the second you, open, you stop and look at something, probably the same way Facebook, you know, has intelligence and, and knows what ads to serve up based on sort of your interaction with the platform. Timo is the same way. You stop and look at some grill stuff like, oh, this is an interesting spatula. And then the next 30 things that it serves you up is all something related to cooking or barbecuing or whatever. It's just really smart in that way. Very intelligent feeding you things that it thinks, oh, you like this? Well, you probably like these things. Oh, you like this? I'm choosing stuff for a three-year-old and a 10-month-old. I chose some cooking stuff. And it's like, hey, here's a really nice blouse. Would you like this? <laughs> exactly. How about these fuzzy slippers, Kevin? <laughs> yeah, I got some of those too. <laughs> but you know, it's it's intelligent, right? It's thinking. It's watching. Yeah. It's studying you as you look through the app. Yep. 
well, and it's and really it's all around us. This whole notion of intelligence, you know, built into our platforms. Like, like look at Facebook. Look at all the marketing we do on Facebook, and the people that it's targeting are great. They're really good folks that fit sort of the profile because Facebook's smart enough to identify who those potential franchisees are that would want to work with us. So it does a really good job of that. But it's funny the people that tell us, I can't get away from you. Because like once you're, <laughs> you're in, in the, the web, context. once Facebook's <laughs> identified you, it's like, you can't get out, man. You are stuck in our web. Welcome to the Ken and Anita Vortex for the next five years. <laughs> They're in. People are so tired of seeing our faces. I know they are, but sorry, you shouldn't be on social yep. media then. Yep. Well, it's this whole thing, you know, you cannot look at a news site without getting pulled into articles about artificial intelligence. Like it's all, all over the place. Definitely. And there's, you know, some doom mongering of it's going to take over the world. They're going to kill us. The robots are going to take over, but it's a reality that AI is all around us now. It's everywhere. And what's crazy about it is how quickly it's evolving. Just think back six months. I mean, it was a conversation. It was sort of not an anomaly, but it was, you know, it, it was just something yeah, that's interesting. And now in six months, like chat GPT three, to 3.5 to four, how quickly it's accelerating and right. how quickly it's changing our lives. It's right underneath our feet. It's happening. Well, think about it this way. Like, like you said, about six, seven months ago, it could write a paper for a fifth grade class. You know, you, yeah. it, you know, right. write your hundred thousand word essay. And what I just recently saw was that now it's, it's accurately diagnosing breast cancer in, in ways that our, our current technology and it's crazy like what it can identify now that's insane well, yeah the predictive <laughs> analytics is so strong it, but it's, it, it's getting better by the day you know it's funny i actually installed it was a it's a dermatologist app you take a picture it tells you what it is and so you know my daughter got some sort of skin infection i was like oh i don't wonder what this is mm -hmm. took a picture of it and it's processes comes back 70 percent chance it's cancer and i'm like oh, no oh. delete <laughs> No, 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 it's we're not. not. We're not going down that. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, you know, a three week skin infection. It's not cancer. It's like, okay, no. we're not there yet. We're working towards this, but we're not there yet. Delete the app. Delete the app. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's progressing so quickly that even yeah. our conversation today is going to become irrelevant a year from now. Well, and what's also crazy is the thing like right now, the other big thing is that it can take a sample of your voice and then replicate your voice. Yep. Right. I mean, how crazy is that? It can take a, you can take a, I saw, was it a day or two ago? It can take a picture of a child and then project what they're going to look like an adult, project their voice, make them talk. I mean, it's just crazy the stuff that it can do. It's so what's going to be like in a year? What's going to be like in two years? It's And that's, I think, the big concern and a lot of the alarms going off isn't necessarily the Terminator scenario as much as it is the deep fake and what's real and what's not real. And to what right. extent are we going to be, is the power going to be used maliciously? Right. And, and I think there's some of that already of what's real versus what's not real. And then just the power of that escalating to, well, now is that person really saying that? Is that really yeah. that person? And Right. Yeah. Just have to be very wary about what information we're being, you know, is being transmitted. Yeah. But it can be used for good too, right? It can it be used can for be good used or from evil. That's like as, as anything can be. Yeah. So, I mean, us obviously being in real estate and we're getting questions asked of us like, hey, are you guys starting to integrate, you know, AI in real estate? And that's the future. Everybody's talking about it. And people are talking about it and they should be talking about it. And I think it's a it's a worthy conversation of, okay, so what really, how is it really going to enhance, mm -hmm. you know, the the industry? in terms of real estate today 
and in the future. And I think those are kind of two different conversations maybe is like, mm -hmm. what tools are available today and how, how good are they versus where is AI going in real estate? Yeah, and I, I and I've seen even that oh, AI is going to take over everyone's job, and you know AI is there's not going to be any realtors, you know, moving forward, you know, in the future because AI is going to do everything. And I think just tempering that with just a word of caution that you will you cannot replicate sitting with someone over a cup of coffee having a conversation about hey what sort of home are you interested in or standing in someone's living room and saying hey you know why is it that you you know are interested in selling your home that personal contact. You just can't replicate building a relationship right. with someone. Right. But with AI, there are some phenomenal tools, even just right now. And as we look ahead, they'll become even more, more powerful. So not getting caught up too much in the doom and gloom, but also looking at, hey, there's a, there's a real upside that, that can be leveraged right now. For sure. I mean, if that if if you could purely transact real estate, you know, using algorithms and computers and whatnot, we'd already be farther down that road because of Zillow and Redfin and all the other ones that are out there. But the reality is real estate is a belly to belly business. It is a personal yeah. business. You can use technology to enhance the experience, but at the end of the day, I still think it's a, it requires people. And so if you're in real estate, how do you use AI to leverage your business, not necessarily get replaced by AI? Cause I don't think that's the conversation. Right. So as we think about it, you, you just sort of subdivided it into what's right now and then what's in the future. Right. So someone who's in the real estate space, whether you're a realtor, you're a professional, you're an investor, you, what's available right now that a person could leverage? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, what we use it for right now, that's just readily, which is what a lot of people are using it for is just content creation. I think that's a mm -hmm. lot of the discussion around chat GPT is is my kid really doing his homework or is there his chat GPT <laughs> writing his paper? But yes. the, th the same is true. Cause think of as a real estate agent or an investor who's putting yourself out there so much of putting yourself out there on the, on the internet is content, it's content creation. And so that's a really easy, quick way to leverage AI is content creation. So let's maybe talk about some specific examples of that. You know, yeah, when you think about content, right? I mean, whether that's a website, it's an article, it's uh, creating something for your customers, your network, uh, it's, it's increasing your profile, right. On the internet. Yep. So that's, well, and if you're a real estate agent, you know, you're also putting listings out there, right. Or you're, right. or you're a real estate investor is selling a house. Um, it does have an incredible ability to write listing, uh, descriptions and we've been using it for that. It doesn't have to be word for word, but it's a great way to at least sort of set the table of, Hey man, this is, this is really good content. It just spit out. I gave it the fact that it was a three bedroom house in Woodstock on a basement on 1.5 acres. And then it enhanced it and gave me this real, you know, really pleasant flowery sounding description that I can use. And then bam, it just, you know, rather than me sitting here for a half hour thinking about how to word this wordsmith, this description, it spit it out for me and saved me a half hour. Right. Yeah. Phenomenal for, for all sorts of uh, areas of content creation. Blogs websites, press Article. releases, you can ask it to give you a press release and bam, it'll spit out a nice press release. You can have it create a website or a web page, maybe that you're going to add to your website. That's right. You can even, even social media. Now it's not going to go out there and take a great picture of you necessarily, but it will give you ideas. If you're kind of stuck, you're like, okay, Memorial Day is coming up. I know I need to post something on social media. Ask it to give you a great post about real estate in relation to Memorial Day and see what it spits out. And it'll give you, or ask for 10 ideas and it'll spit out 10 ideas. You can go out there and do two or three of them. Take a picture of yourself in front of a flag or, you know, and talk about the market today, but it'll give you those ideas.
And what's amazing is that people, more and more people are specializing in AI prompts. Like what is it that you ask right. the AI, right? And so, to, to, you know, adding on the, to maximize engagement, right? Or that'll attract yeah. new, a new audience or being really trying to be as creative as possible with your prompts to, to make the, the, what you're getting the content as effective as possible. Yeah, that's true. I, especially, I see that on Twitter a lot. These threads I'm out here, are the 10 best prompts for X, Y, Z. And it's, it is amazing how you tweak the prompt just a little bit, you know, instead of asking for X, Y, Z, you ask for X, Y, Z, but give it a more personal tone. Right. And then all of a sudden it rewrites it and gives it a right. more personal tone, you know? Hey, the other thing from content, uh, just diver is you can have a AI uh, do professional photography for you. If you just feed in some pictures, wasn't there, remember the, the, the pictures that we got done? Yes. Yes, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, the um, in in terms of just uploading, what app did I use? There's there's all sorts of apps you can use where you upload ten different pictures of yourself, and then it creates an AI version of you. And it's funny. I've got like some cartoon characters. I've got some James Bond versions of me, and they look better than me. I mean, they look phenomenal. They look, but but you can't tell the difference. If I showed that picture to anybody, they're like, "Wow, Ken got dressed up for that occasion. He looks he looks great in that." Yeah, picture. prom pictures, a wedding picture, professional shots. You did it with yes. her mom and dad as well. Yep. But it was really good. Like it's like that really was better good. than going out and paying five hundred bucks for a professional photographer for doing a bunch of headshots. You're exactly right. Yeah, I mean, there's some really great opportunities just to make yourself look better. Yeah, and then there was a, a company that did a video, right? That you it would create a, a digital avatar of you, and you just fed in uh, words, right? And it made you, you know, look like it animated uh, yep. a digital. And see, that's very in my mind. Just exploring that a little bit is still very tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. It's just at the beginning stages, where again, you you basically upload a bunch of video of yourself, and it's 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 through like on a green screen, and there's a way to do that, and they and they so they render you physically, and they render your voice. And then you can basically type up scripts and it'll create videos for you. And the videos are good, but they're not great. You can still tell it's an AI. You can't tell that it's, yeah. it doesn't look like me specifically. It looks like an AI version of me. So a couple versions down the road that gets sharper and sharper. And then attaching that to a chat bot where yeah. it's using your, your voice and your picture, all of a sudden somebody thinks, yeah, I think I am talking to Ken here, right? Or, <laughs> I might actually be talking to him right now. Is this really Ken? And why is he asking me these weird questions? So chat, right? You know, chat bots is another thing that's real popular now. Yeah, so we, uh, our real estate brokerage uses a CRM called Chime and built into Chime is an AI chat bot. That's pretty stinking good. And so the way it works is, is we're, we're creating leads and those leads go into our CRM. Then the CRM nurtures those leads well, and you, and you and I both know that you can nurture with text messages and emails. Um, but when somebody responds, typically you got to get notified that they respond, jump on, and then manually respond to them. Well, with a chat bot, it's actually pretty good at having what feels like a real human interaction. Yeah. And they can ask about specific properties and it'll give them information on that. And it's, it's, and it's not even that expensive. I mean, to let, basically it's taking time off your plate to let this chat bot continue to nurture that lead for you. It's pretty powerful even now. And that's one of those things where, you know, a person can be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm being replaced. You know, AI is taking over my job and it's, it's not, it's an extension of you, right? That's Think right. of that as, Hey, you got a little clone, right? Digital clone. And that's just, ex, you know, providing extension. Cause you still want to go meet with that person. Yep. You want to stand right, you know, face to face, build a relationship, but it's part of your day is not being taken up texting, you know, 500 different clients. That's right. The chatbot's doing that for you. Especially because real estate's a numbers game. You got to, you know, if you're closing 2% on real estate, your real estate leads, you're doing amazing. That's fantastic. And so yep. 
that's a lot of conversations now that it's weeding out or weeding or bringing to the surface the most interested parties that then you could sort of take over. So it really is an assistant in that regard that it's it's screening you know the, the serious from the unserious. That's right. So so we talk about uh, AI right now. If we're just talking about the present, content is phenomenal, right? It, yep. We already are using that chatbot what else what else can we use ai for right now well you know if you're a real estate investor i guess real estate agent as well you know and you're trying to do lead gen you know, part of doing lead gen is figuring out who who's most likely to sell who's if i go if i go into this market how do i identify who are the most motivated sellers and so you can pull typical cash buyers or typical lists well cash buyers for potential investors but then motivated sellers you know, that are absentee or they're out of state or they're in pre-foreclosure. Those are sort of the typical ones. But there are data modeling companies out there that take it further than that and have more access to data. And it's more about behavioral. Like this is where they're, this is what they're spending their money on. And this behavior would lead me to believe that they're getting close to, or that they might be motivated to sell. And there are some of those companies out there now that are already doing, and then even selling that data. But these sort of predictive analytics of who's going to be a motivated seller is only getting better by the day. And the more data that we collect and the better AI gets, the better it's going to be. And, there's, and those services are out there right now. If you did like predictive analytics, motivated sellers, you Googled it, there are a few services out there that are providing this. Now, to the extent that it's good, you know, I've gotten mixed feedback on the folks that have, have used those services because, mm -hmm. again, it's, it's still in its infancy. Um, it is available, but to me, over time, that's where it's going to get really, really powerful. Is like, in this city, there are two hundred thousand people. Help me identify the hundred that are most likely to sell and sell below market value in the next six months. Yep. And, and then probably the other side of that too is what zip codes are most likely to appreciate the most over the next, you know, one to five years. That's right. Yeah. So in terms of predictive analytics, not just who, but where, like what yeah. markets should I be looking at? And I don't, again, I don't think we're quite there yet. Like, in fact, you and I, just before we jumped on, you know, we went into chat GPT and I was like, give me the 10, you know, best markets, you know, in terms of real estate price appreciation over the next year to, to invest in. And it, it thought about it for a second and it started popping up all these markets like Austin and Denver. Denver and the Seattle, yes. like markets that were hot, that did really have a run up in appreciation. That doesn't mean today and over the next couple of years, they're the best markets. Yeah. It was, it was analyzing data that's out there that uh, it was true, but if it just looked at the last six months to, to nine months, I'd be like, eh, maybe now's not the best time. Maybe, yeah. maybe. And so I don't, I, I'm sure that there, there are tools out there that exist um, for, in terms of market analytics and using AI, but they're not necessarily available to the general population. And I still think that those are also in their infancy. I think in terms of future, that's probably where it's going to go is from a market opportunity standpoint, you know, the, this, it, it'll regurgitate all this information about the market and, and uh, house appreciation and what projects are happening in the area and what are, you know, what's the, the cost of living and all those things and, and then spit out some really good data. I'm not sure it's there just yet, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. So don't get too sold on what you're, what you're hearing the hype. So right. predictive analytics, right? They're, they're, it's got opportunity. It was kind of interesting. We did a couple of different prompts asking sort of the same thing. It got different lists too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those was like, eh, I'm not sure what it's, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. 
when I even did it in Georgia, it's like, give me the cities in Georgia that make the most sense to invest. And it, it, it was very generic. It didn't, you could tell it wasn't really evaluating what I wanted it to evaluate in terms of like, if I looked at Georgia and said, Hey, where, where's the, what, what cities present the most opportunity right now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would look at Dalton or I would look at Columbus or look at some of these other second tier markets. It didn't even mention them. I mean, it was yeah. just like Savannah is near the coast. And it's like, it didn't have anything to do with price appreciation, why it it would do well. But I think that, again, this is just chat GPT. I'm sure that there are other tools out there that aren't readily available that will become readily available and will get better over the next year to two years in that regard. As a tool, it'll continue to improve. It's not something just be ignored. We got to lean into this right now, but it's not gospel at this point. Right. It is still, it's, it is exciting. I think for investors, we should be keeping a close eye on the AI in this regard because it is going to it's going to start to identify opportunities in different markets. How many times have you talked to an investor, or at least I have at different conferences and whatnot, that's out of state, they're in a market you've never even thought of before, and they're sort of like secretly just crushing it because they're in some <laughs> second tier market buying houses for $50,000 that are running for $1,200 a month and like we can buy these all day long and nobody knows about it. This is, please don't tell anybody. Yeah. Well, soon enough, AI is going to root those out. They're going to root those right. opportunities out for us. So that's, that's what you want to be on the cutting edge, right? You want to be on the front, front leading edge when that comes about. Exactly. Exactly. So what about for uh property managers? You know, we talk about the chat you know, function, that sort of thing. What about for a property manager? You already got a bunch, an investment portfolio. Yeah. I think that's, uh, and that's all, that's an emerging area for AI right now as well is um, it's like just for rent collection, you know, having an assistant that's, that's doing some of that on, on your behalf. Maintenance, I think, is another one of like some amount of predictive maintenance. Like, hey, it's mm-hmm. been a year since you know this apartment building had this update. You need to be on the, you know, make sure your filters are being changed. And hey, this this AC unit that's on Nest, you know, something like Nest is running inefficiently. Uh, yeah, right. I think I need you probably need to think about scheduling a you know somebody to come take a look at it. The more things that you have tied into a building that are smart or intelligent the more data it's able to analyze and then start making predictions. And so I think, especially in the multifamily space, you're going to start seeing that. And even then, tying that to a chatbot, right? Then it can automate a text message out to a tenant to say, hey, it looks like we need to come in and change filters. What's a good day this week for us to come by? And totally. It's back and forth and putting things on the schedule. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. And then speaking of tenants, just the screening, the upfront screening of tenants. Mm-hmm. I think just being able to look at, uh, look at, credit scores and look at history and do that on an automated way mm-hmm. um, makes screening a little bit more efficient. And same thing with management, just, you know, the ongoing management, like communicating through chat bots, using technology to collect rent. If they're behind in rent, you know, having those follow-up processes built into an AI system. Yeah. I think, I think property management is definitely a space that's going to benefit from AI. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that, you know, uh, that's a space where at times folks have used virtual VAs, virtual assistants who are overseas. Right. And potentially that's one that really can move in more into the AI space. Totally. Yep. Um, Speaking of virtual assistants, what about virtual reality? I think virtual (laughs) reality is one of those areas where, you know, it's going to be, especially because so many people buy houses or look at houses remotely. Like, Hey, I'm moving to Austin. I'm in Atlanta and I don't really have time to go out there. Um, I think, Rather than just looking at pictures, you're going to start, and there's already some of this like Matterport and some of these other softwares that are out there that already sort of create this 3D visualization. I think you're going to see that really enhanced where, mm-hmm. you know, they stitch together all these rooms and whatnot, and you're, you'll, you'll, you can actually step into either virtual reality or augmented reality 
and really feel like you get to know the house remotely without actually being yeah. in the house. Yeah, no, you know, and there's actually some of that already out there where you can, uh, where it feels like you're walking a house just virtually. Uh, yep. Even I remember when Google Streets first came out, and obviously you could look at a neighborhood. You could be out in front of a at a house, and okay, what's across the street? What's up the street? I mean, that's you just multiply that by a hundred. That's where we're going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Again, I think we're sort of at the tip of the iceberg of that. You know, and then again, in terms of what's out there now, there are some. There's uh, I've seen some press releases about some just real estate assistants that are out there. It, but to me, it's still pretty rudimentary. It just, you know, tell me about this house and it can spit out the, you know, the tax record information. It's three bedroom, it's two bath, you know, and then, hey, well, how should I, you know, how should I interact with this potential seller? And then it'll spit out something kind of canned. So some that's sort of already out there, especially for a newbie investor. And it feels cool. But again, it's still rudimentary compared to where I think we're going with AI. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder what will happen like in the area of title search. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, exactly. That's a very manual process right now. Right. Um, I'm sure that over time, it's going to become much, much more electronically based where people can go in there. Well, not just people, but an AI can go in there and evaluate title. Absolutely. So for someone hearing this, right, and maybe they're in the real estate space, regardless if they're a realtor or an investor, where, where do you suggest people start? Like, you know, it's, it's something it's interesting to watch from the sidelines, but if they're going to dip their toe in and start with this, where, where, where do they start? Well, the uh, the two big ones, ChatGPT, super easily, readily available. Bard from Google is also readily available. I think Microsoft's got one out there as well. I mean, there's Bing, a couple. Bing of has them, yeah, right. So there's a couple that are, and they're really easy to sign up for. But to me, where you start is just content. I think that's the easiest place to start is, hey, help me write a social media post. Hey, I'm about to send out an email newsletter. Help me craft this newsletter. Mm -hmm. Or I'm about to list this house. Help me spit out a listing description. And I think right now that's just probably the lowest hanging fruit for most real estate professionals. Yeah. And I would say, just try it, just jump in, find a platform that offers AI services and try it. Just start using it, experiment with other, you know, with, with prompts, as opposed to waiting, jump in and start using it and see how, you know, you might be able to augment or support your, your particular business just by trying it, like jump in the waters. And ask it questions. I mean, don't just create for you to use, but ask it questions. I find that sometimes it's easier than sifting through, you know, a Google search. You, you do a Google search. Now you're sifting through how many different websites to try to get to information. That's what it does is it assimilates all that information and spits it out for you. So if you have a question, like, how can I use AI in real estate? They just ask, ask the, the AI and it'll assimilate all that information that's out there and spit it out in a nice, clean format for you. So you almost can just use it as a search engine. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, really interesting. Uh, certainly something we're going to integrate into our business more and more as we move ahead, uh, try to do it as smartly as possible, not put too many eggs in one basket, uh, but a huge opportunity. A huge opportunity. And it's, uh, it's, there's a lot of excitement around it. I think it's a really cool opportunity. I temper it a little bit. I mean, I know some, some of the hype is like, look at all this stuff. It's not in a lot of the areas. It's not quite there yet. It's, yep. it's again, it's still not quite fully formed. Give it another year, two years. And some of these are, these are really going to be on point. But it's still exciting to think about where it's going. And then some of the tools that are available now are legitimately very cool and very helpful for real estate. It hasn't upended real estate yet. It hasn't completely changed the industry. We're, we're definitely yep. not there. But it's going to definitely make some big enhancements over the several next several years for those of us who are tuned in to, to how it can help us. Yeah, Real estate continues to be a business of relationships. Don't see that ending anytime soon. But this can help support building those relationships and, and making you more successful. Absolutely. I don't know about you, man. I'm going to go jump on uh, 
AI right now and ask it some questions, write to me. In fact, I got a newsletter I got to get out this week. Guess who's going to write it? Not me. Oh, you're going to let Bard do it or chat GPT? Well, you know what I do? I do chat GPT first. Yeah. And then I'll rewrite it in Bard. Then I usually rewrite it again in a different tone until I get what I want. So you got to massage it with prompts to get what Multiple. you want. But again, it's still way quicker than me sitting down and writing a, a full-blown you know blog or full-blown article. So. I don't know how they're going to do it in higher ed. Higher ed, I mean, or high schools. I mean, it's because it's still easy to have it write a paper for you. I don't know. Or an article or whatever. You know, it's yeah. just, it's so crazy. And even if it's not word for word, it doesn't have to be word for word, but it can still give you a really good frame, a framework for a paper yeah. or, you know, or for an article. And then, you know, try to reword, you know, as much as massage it into your own voice, but still, it's still doing the heavy lifting. That's what's so cool about it. You know, the other thing, and I know we're, we're getting a little off topic here, is just using the prompt how to or show me how to or teach me how to. So often I would use Google to figure out, you know, how to or go to YouTube to figure out how to change the oil or how do I fry an egg or, how, you know, just, uh, right. you know, True. stuff that, you know, I probably should know. But okay, how do I do whatever, whatever it is? Yeah. But asking chat GPT or one of these AI tools to, hey, show me how to whatever. And it just fits out a much better response. I mean, it really will teach you how to do something. Yeah. Again, it let it let the AI assimilate all the information that's on the internet and spit it out in a nice, clean format, rather than you having to scroll through different videos and how many different websites. I mean, that's also kind of the power of it is let it be your own search engine. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. All right, folks, go out there, use AI responsibly, use it to your benefit. Don't be afraid of it. It's not the Terminator. Not yet, at least. Not yet. <laughs> Give it 20 years. <laughs> right. again have a good week let's do this again i agree i'm down see you man see you. friends thanks so much for making it all the way to the end of today's podcast if you or possibly a friend has any interest in learning more about real estate investing or opportunities with red barn home buyers take a minute and head on over to redbarnhomes.com and check out our investors page or our franchise page, or just drop us a note. We'd love to hear from you. Can't wait to see you on the next episode of The Deal Farm.